Welcome in lacrosse fans to the 13th episode of the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. In this episode, we sit down with assistant coach Marcus Holman, who's preparing to represent the United States in Israel at the 2008, or 2018 FIL World Championships. Uh, we talked about the recruiting trail, his MLL season, and the rest of the summer plans. Welcome to the show, Coach. How are you? Doing well. It's good to be back in Utah. I've been on the road for about two weeks, so it's really nice flying in and, and seeing those mountains and knowing I'm back home. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting flying into Salt Lake. If you never have, you get a nice shot of every single mountain range you can possibly see yep. for miles, and uh, it's quite the sight. Unless you come in from the north, then you're looking at the Great Salt Lake the whole way, <laughs> but, which is still a sight to see. Yes, yes, <laughs> it is. Um, talk about, uh, you know, in, in this podcast, we talk about the Utah, uh, Utah lacrosse team first, and then we'll talk about general stuff later. Looking back on the 2018 season, obviously probably didn't end the way uh, we wanted it to, obviously, but what, what's something that stood out to you? What's something you'll always remember about that season? Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, we, we achieved a lot of our goals. Uh, obviously, we, you know, like you said, it, it didn't end the way that maybe everyone wanted it to, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, only one team wins. I think that's something you know that, that people forget sometimes um, and you get caught up in your own your own season and rightfully so but um, you know Michigan State was able to, to take the championship and they had a great season as well you know um, for me you know it was it was fun year two um, you know having guys return to our program and, and really have them be able to set the tone and and those guys hold each other accountable more so than than in year one where you know, the coaching staff was really influencing how the culture is going to be. So that was exciting to see guys not only improve their lacrosse game, but improve their leadership um, and improve how they approached being a really good teammate. Um, for me, it was, it, you know, the spring was awesome. I, I still remember our, our trip to California to yeah. open the season. I thought our team bonded really, really closely after that trip. Uh, that, Cal, that Cal game on that Sunday was really, really exciting. Yep. Um, and, you know, again, it just flashes of, of, you know, when we played Washington and it was dumping snow <laughs> and we're playing with orange lacrosse balls and, um, you know, all the way up, uh, I think, culminating in, in our best game, which was BYU uh, at the end of our regular season. And that was obviously really exciting with all the, yeah. the hype around that game and, and, you know, TLN filming the, the docuseries that they released. So, um just, just proud to be associated with the program, and, and definitely a lot of growth from year one to year two. And you know, it's 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 cool. We've kind of got to just take a step back now, and and we're kind of at the back, you know, at the at the lower part of the totem pole, and we're gonna have to work our way back up in, in the Division One level. So, yeah, exciting sure. year two. Absolutely. You know, I I remember uh, after winning the RMLC championship, um, calling coach that night and, and talking, and and I. I told him, I said, Coach, like, how do you uh, find joy in these moments when mm -hmm. they go the way you expect them to go? Yeah. You know, and, and he that was exactly what he said. He said, next year is going to be a lot different. Right. <laughs> and so right. enjoy the moment now because it, it might not ever come again. Yeah, exactly. And and I think just, again, it, it is important to, to take a step back and reflect. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're just so focused on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, then, you know, a couple of years have gone by and you don't really realize um you know what what you have so i've i've i think for me moving out here personally like i've, I've found myself doing more of that uh just reflecting and and again not taking it for granted because it's, it 
sometimes it's it, it's easy to when you're focused sure. on accomplishing your goals and as you know our, our staff is is pretty driven and and we want to be the best so uh it's important to just take a step back and and it's okay to take a deep breath sure. and be like wow this is this is really special so and it was you know utah never won the rmlc right. uh, tournament right. uh, they never got undefeated in in rmlc play which yeah. are two things that happened so yeah pretty uh pretty exciting uh you mentioned the the, the byu game uh when when the lacrosse network was there filming uh what what they later titled going west uh, talk about that series. I, I hope all those. I'm assuming all the. If they listen to the podcast, they've probably seen the, yes. the documentary. But talk about that and, and how you thought they turned out. I, I, I think it turned out great. Um, you know, the, the production that those guys put on was really great. You know, the, just the quality of, of the filming and the, the drone footage over Salt Lake, and they got us when we hiked up um, to the living room, which was really really cool. So I think they they really did paint a picture of, of what our lacrosse team is about, about what we want lacrosse to be like in, in Salt Lake City and in Utah. I think um, the, the response has really been positive from, from people I've talked to, including recruits, um, you know, that, that have, have either told, you know, Coach Manny or Coach Holman, hey, I've, I've seen the video, like, this is awesome, um, which I think was part of the point of, mm -hmm. of the video. But, um, yeah, again, and I, when I think about it and watch it, I just the word authentic comes to mind. It's you know that that's our, our who we are. You know, yeah. there's times where Pops is, is getting a little bit emotional, and you know if if you've been around him enough, you know that he's sure. he's not afraid to, to let his emotion show. And um, so yeah, Tyler Steinhardt and, and those guys did a great job putting that on, and I'm proud of the way it came out. I'm in, I'm impressed with those guys because they kind of are a skeleton crew. There's only a handful of them, mm -hmm. and, and the stuff they put out is. It feels like there's a whole studio behind them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I, I think it's cool, like, just noticing kind of more trends in the lacrosse community. I think there's a lot more of, like, production and, sure. and video content going on right now. I think, um, you, you know, you look at guys that are kind of having their own camera crews come to MLL games and just film them and, like, making little highlight packages yeah. of, of themselves. I think that's just a cool trend I've seen in, at the professional ranks. For sure. Um, you mentioned uh, in that you kind of see Coach Holman, uh, you know, get get passionate, get fired up. And my, when my wife watched, she said, "Wow, I've never heard him yell like that." And I was like, "That's that's Coach, yeah, you know, like, right. uh, and that's that's how it goes." And and I think that uh, I know he was a little uh, worried about that. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think it's real, and and I think I think it's clear uh, as that's going on that you see it, it is out of love for the players yeah. and, and trying to get the most out of them. No doubt, and I think. Again, I, as I think our, our society is moving into a place where, like, a coach raising his voice is, is like, almost, yeah. like, he, he can't be doing that. Yeah. But it's, I, again, I think if you're around us and, and you want to be a, a part of this program, there's going to be tough love at times. Sure. You know what I mean? And nobody's um, safe from that, you know, I don't want to say wrath, but, like, if you're not performing to the level that we want you to, if you know you're having an off day, we're gonna let you know about it. Sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just right. we're, we want the best for you. We want to get the best out of you. We want you to to leave the program with you know maybe an an extra ounce of discipline in your life, maybe an extra ounce of of work ethic, mm -hmm. because like I I mentioned before, our coaching staff is similar in in terms of the fact that 
we've all gotten to where we are because of, of hard work, um, whether that's success in the lacrosse field or, or success in, in business, which, you know, Pops had before he, he got back into coaching. It's just been a product of, of putting your head down and, and working really hard. So Absolutely. The, I mean, the other reality is it was a little windy that day. <laughs> <laughs> so he just needed to get over the wind. Exactly. <laughs> um, you've, been, uh, you've been hot on the recruiting trail out trying to find those, those future youths. Um, you know, we obviously can't talk about individuals and not, not that they would necessarily want to, but what are some trends that you're seeing in the, as, as you go out and watch, you know, hundreds of kids? Yeah, it's funny, you know, the, the message that I think um, Coach Holman sent to, to our team group, group chat this morning. Um, I, for me, what I see is I see really athletic kids. I see kids that are really skilled and, and they're, like, bigger than I was <laughs> at that yeah. time. Um, it's funny. I always tell people when I, you know, I look back at, at my career, and I didn't really peak until like my junior spring season mm -hmm. of high school. And I think with all the recruiting rules that were in place, I guess before or how lenient yeah. they were, like there's no way I would have been recruited to UNC. Sure. Because I just wasn't. I just didn't peak early as a, as a freshman or sophomore. So, I think with with the new rule where you can't contact. Um, anyone prior to September 1st of their junior year mm -hmm. I think you're just going to see more you know more talent dispersed amongst a lot of different schools which we're already kind of seeing because so many more kids are playing lacrosse so you know it, it's 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 fun it's it's really exciting but I also think that you know I've, I've, after talking to, to Pops and talking to uh, Joe Amplo, the head coach at Marquette, yeah. he's also the defensive coordinator for Team USA. Right. Talking to him about it, he said it, it's been fun. It, it's been a little bit more relaxing, honestly, because you're able to watch these kids. You can take notes on them, but you're not worried about, hey, is yeah. this coach calling him right now? I need yeah. to call him because they're calling him. And, and right. it's like, hey, you know, we're going to set up how we want to present our program on September 1st. We're going to reach out to the guys we, we think um, – are going to fit our, our culture and then you kind of move forward from there so September 1st is, is going to be exciting and, right. and that's how it should be I think for for a young kid playing lacrosse I remember coming home and opening up the mailbox and receiving those letters on yeah. September 1st September 2nd and yeah. you know you're excited and ooh, this school like I didn't even know this yeah. school like was recruiting me at sure. all and then you know there's also some of the maybe disappointment hey I didn't get a letter from Syracuse or Virginia right. or Duke you know so um I think that that kind of adds to maybe the drama a little sure. bit of the recruiting I, process I think waiting till September to uh give some time for the kids to think about right. kind of their game plan and, right. and they're not loosey-goosey in the summer just no. hanging out with friends and oh I'm gonna commit here or here, right. or here you know but it gives them time to Kind of get back in the swing of things as well and, and right. focus on what they're looking for what what are some what's some advice for recruits that you would give um you know as, as you're out there seeing and what's something that you're telling them yeah i you know i was always a, a fan of the, the pros and cons list i know it's mm -hmm. old school it's yeah. not really um rocket science but um writing down your your feelings your thoughts you know what you want in a in a college I like to tell kids that, you know, this isn't just a four-year decision. It's a 40-year decision, mm -hmm. right? You want to look back when you're 60, 70 years old and say, wow, I'm, I'm proud of the school that I went to. And I have friends, <laughs> you know, that, that have been lifelong friends with me because of, of the, the college that I picked. So I think, you know, and, the, and there's 
you know, one, one size doesn't fit all. There's a lot of different tastes yeah. for, for what you like. You know, do you like a big school? Is, is you know, getting a, a well-rounded college experience important to you? Um, you know, can you go to a Pac-12 football game? Can you go sure. to a Pac-12 basketball game? You can at Utah. Um, <laughs> so uh, all those things are important. Um, and I think, I think again, it's, it's like enjoy it. You know what I mean? You have, you have schools that are kind of not begging you, but like they're courting they're, yeah, you exactly, to, to exactly. join their pro- – like that's a cool – feeling and it, you know you shouldn't let it get to your head where your um you know your your humility needs to to kick in but it, it's exciting like I, I don't think it should be super super stressful yeah um and again i think the the new rules that are in play coaches are going to be you know not as eager to to pressure kids hey we need it we need a decision we need a decision yeah. so that's that's the hope I think for any recruit. What uh, what are you hearing on the on the recruiting trails? Like what what are either other coaches or parents or kids asking you about Utah? You know what's what's one of their first questions? Yeah, well, I, well everybody's you know still very very invested in, into what's going on out here, just in regards to lacrosse in the West. Uh-huh. I think that the number one question I get are you know who's the next Pac-12 yeah, school that, that's sure. that's gonna go. Um, and obviously, I don't. I don't really have a definitive answer to that. But what I do say when I get into that conversation about Pac-12 lacrosse is, you know, if you just look at the women's side of mm-hmm. college lacrosse and the success that those Pac-12 teams have had in their first three, four years of, of existence, you know, you look at USC, yeah. um, you know, the the success that they've had. Colorado was undefeated. I think they lost in the quarterfinals mm-hmm. last year or two years ago. Uh, Arizona State's up and coming. Oregon has a great head coach in Katrina Dowd, who was an assistant at UNC for a long time. So it's you know it's it's definitely shifting this way for right. sure, and it right. already has on the in the women's side. And I think you know again we're we're going to continue to push it forward on, on the men's side. Uh, in, any other uh, any other tidbits or anything about Utah or, or the recruiting trail? I, I guess uh, the other other tidbit I would add is July first, so uh, last Sunday. Correct. Officially official. Officially <laughs> official. Yes. Uh, you know that uh, what that means for the team is now um, you know the players are are obviously under the university's banner. Right. Um, are, are considered that full student athlete, even though they've been treated that way. But, yes. But you know they can eat in the <laughs> athlete dining hall and they have access to the academic stuff and all that and as a coach you get an office yes how's that office a lock our locker room is is being finagled right now in in the basement of of hyper and um, we're gonna have a little little coach's room and and so that's the exciting piece for me for for our guys as well um and i think the the feedback on on social media has been great Um, you know meeting with it's been exciting meeting with you know departments inside the school you know meeting with the marketing department how they want to brand the lacrosse team and you know they really like the the salt lac city like they think they're going to push continue to push that forward and then meeting with the nutritionist and how she wants to go about Mm -hmm. you know working with our team in the fall and and making sure that our guys are you know just playing to the best of their ability in regards to nutrition and all these it's really cool is 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 i think the base of it because the support that we're getting from the school. Uh, so I've heard that our marketing guy is a is a Duke alum. Is that okay? I, I think that's yeah. That's okay. it's okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think my uh, 
my shell is softening for, for <laughs> Duke. Uh, just playing with, with Justin Gutterding on the machine, uh, a rookie that just graduated from Duke, all-time leading goal scorer in NCAA history, and just a, a really nice line mate for me at attack, and a really great kid. We've become friends in a really short period of time. So, yeah, it's okay. He's, it he's it often kid. feels like rivals are more similar than they're, than they're uh, different. You know what? That's, that's <laughs> a really, really good way to put it. Except for BYU. <laughs> uh, transitioning to, to, to the MLL, like you mentioned, yeah. um, you know, not the, not the hottest start for the machines. Uh, currently uh, sitting at 2-8, and eight, last in the league. What, what, what's going on? What's, yeah. what's, uh, what's been happening? What, what do you, you think has uh, been the cause? Uh, championship hangover. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I, I think there have been a couple things, and, and you know, I, I don't think, you know, again, one of our mantras at, at Utah and, and something I live my life by is no excuses, right? Yeah. You, you are what your record says you are. We're, you know, we, at the end of the day, we, we haven't made plays in the second half of, of games. Um, we haven't been as, as sharp mentally as I think we have been in the past. Um, and again, I, I just think the, the line between winning and losing in, the le- in a league like the MLL where yeah, every sure. team is so talented is, is so fine. And I, I think it just goes to show how tough it is to win on a consistent basis. And, you know, you look back, you know, excluding this season, the past four seasons we've had winning records, we've made the playoffs. Uh, only four teams make the playoffs. So. Right. Um, you could say that over the past four seasons we've been one of, you know, us and Denver have been the, the, the two best franchises in the league. And um, it, it's been tough. You know, we've, we've, we've been in games, I think, not having Tom Schreiber, who's <laughs> the, the sure. reigning two-time MVP, sure. is that's going to hurt any, any team, you know, losing a guy like that caliber. And then um, – you know, again, like I said, you, you got to make plays, and the second half is, is when a lot of these games are won and lost. And, um, you know, I look at our, our game just this past Saturday against New York. You know, they, they made the plays in the fourth quarter, and, you know, we didn't hit our shots. Drew Adams makes some nice saves. And at the end of the day, man, it's, it's, it's a tie game. Kyle Burnlor makes a great save. The ball bounces right out into into Will Manny's sick, and and you know he he does what he does, and he he finishes the ball. So it just, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Yeah. You know, sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way, and um, you know, I, I guys aren't giving up. You know, we 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 still care a lot. We still yeah. want to win. It's you know, it's it's definitely not a product of that. But you've got to be sharp mentally, and and you know, you got to make the plays in the second half. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> Where, uh, where do you see the, the league heading? You know, it seems like there's controversy surrounding the league almost, at least weekly, almost yeah. every week. But um, outside of that, you know, do you feel like the league's heading in a positive direction? And, and what are some things you really like about it? Yeah, that? I think so. I think the, the new commissioner, Sandy Brown, has, has done some nice things for the league. Um, you know, I, I think just kind of looking at last week and, and the, the All-Star game mm-hmm. versus Team USA, like, that was such a great event. Yeah. And I think um, – you know, it was it was really cool to, to be a part of that and to, to play in front of 7,000 people. And, yeah. you know, it's a tightly contested game, and, and the crowd's really into it. And um, So events like that are, are important, I think. Um, you know, obviously I think we'd all want the sport to be at a point where you can just play the sport and make sure. enough money to support yourself. Sure. It's, it's not there. 
but I think we are heading in the right direction. I think, again, lacrosse is, people are enticed by it. People that don't know about it are, you know, I think want to learn. I think, I think it is exciting, you know, going to a game live or or watching it on television. If, if the broadcast is up to a high, high quality level, which I think has been, has been a qualm, I think of the league for the past couple seasons Mm -hmm. is just the production value. So, I think we're moving in the right direction. I think, again, lacrosse as a whole, it, it continues to move forward um, at each and every individual level. Sure. What are some of the trends that you see in the league? You know, maybe uh, when you started in the league, it, you know, things were happening this way, but now they're not. You know, what are some things that you've noticed kind of evolve? I think, like I said, more and more guys are just diving into lacrosse full time, whether that be coaching at the, the high school level, coaching at the college level, and also playing, or you know, branding themselves to, uh, to, to coach clinics and, and coach club teams. And so it's – and what that's led to, in my opinion, is just better talent, right? Yeah. If guys are working in the industry year-round, they have their sticks in their hand year-round, they're training year-round, uh, and, and the skill level is just it's, – it's top-notch. Yeah. Like, there are some really, really good players that aren't on rosters because you can only hold X amount of guys and – you know, it's 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 tough. So, again, I think that's where, like, if more teams are added, if, if you know, there's a, a space to really show a, a lot of these skilled players, I think that'll continue to help everybody out. Um, so that's what I see. And I see these crop of young kids coming in. And, like I said, they're just so talented. Like, I look at a, a kid like Justin Guttering, for example, you know, just very smart, great IQ, and he's big, man. He's like I said, he's like six two, right. probably two hundred pounds, and um, you know he makes me me look a little tiny That's out there. Well, especially this class, you know, you have uh, Cloutier, who's thick. Yeah, uh, Ben Reeves. Ben Reeves. Yep. Uh, so yeah, some big guys coming in, big athletic guys. How how do you think the league? Uh, um, I, I guess like from the outside, they kind of. It's easy to know the offensive players, you know, like it's yeah. easy to rattle off who the best attackmen are. But who are some of the guys maybe that are like unsung heroes that yeah. you see in the MLL? Yeah, I mean, I think the defensive midfield position sure. at any level is a, is a is a vital piece to your team. Um, you know, I look at our team, a guy like Pat Harbison. He's you know he's like five nine, um, but he is tough, man. He, he guards the ball really well. Um, I look at a guy like, you know, Zach Courier on, on Denver, just takes wings and face-offs, ground balls, he plays defense, he plays offense. Um, you know, I, th- I think a guy on our team who, who again, is, is a rookie and coming into his own is a kid named Bryce Young, played defense at Maryland. He's done a great job. He's guarding, you know, pretty much the number one attackman. And, actually, I, I talked to Rob Pinnell after our game against them Saturday night, and Rob said, yeah, that kid's really good. He's probably the best defender I've, I've gone against this season. So um, for him to come in and, and have a rookie year like he's having it is pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, you know, you could go all over the league and, and talk about guys that are, you know, maybe fly under the radar but are just staples of, of teams, and they're the reason why, why teams win. So. Sure. Uh, talking about the all-star game uh, you had the training camp before right so, mm-hmm. so talk about that and kind of yeah. how that led up to to the all-star game yeah it was it was really cool to be a part of of this past week um, you know U.S. lacrosse did a great job of of housing us up 
we actually stayed in Patriot Place, which is kind of the village surrounding Gillette Stadium. Because okay. Gillette Stadium's in Foxborough, which yeah. is like 45 minutes south of Boston. So we were there all week, you know, practicing twice a day. We got to lift in the New England Patriots football facility, which is pretty cool. That is cool. So guys were able to work out and train. Um, and, and practicing in, in the stadium is, is awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you're tired and it's your second practice, you can still get jazzed up for that because of, of <laughs> sure. the venue. It's so cool. You know, I think about all the, the battles between the Baltimore Ravens and yeah. the New England Patriots. Yeah. And uh, as, a, as a diehard Ravens fan, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to be up there. But so then we, we bust up to Harvard Stadium and we played the All-Stars Thursday night, you know, an awesome game, um, tight game at halftime. We come out, we score seven straight yeah. to go up 14-8 with six minutes left. And then, you know, in, in – classic MLL fashion where you're not out of the game until that final whistle blows you know they they score a long pole goal he gets fouled so they go man up face win the face off score man up score again then they get a ride back two pointer it's like you know in in three minutes they've scored four goals and um, I think if if you look at the the final five or six minutes of that game again we we made some mistakes I think we failed to clear the ball two or three times um and just, just, we just couldn't close the game out. And, you know, hats off to those guys for continuing to play hard. Connor Busick was was great down the stretch for them. Kevin Rice is a, is a fantastic player. And then, obviously, Coach Manny um, doing what he does and, and pulling up for the, for the game winner there. So, But like I mentioned, a really cool experience, um, you know, to think about the level of talent that was on that field. And, like, Absolutely. to just be a part of that is, is very humbling. Um, you know, and again, you know, taking pictures after the game, you know, with three other North Carolina alumni, Davey Emma, Stephen Kelly, Chris Cloutier, it was, was really cool. Um, you know, and, and it, it just kind of adds to, like I said, great crowd, like 7,000 people. And um, it was fun. It was a fun night, for sure. What, uh, what did Will say after the game? <laughs> he just said, hey, you know, he's like, don't go under the pick on the wing. <laughs> um, I think just, you know, again, I think the great players just just make the simple plays, and sure. and you know what I've learned is is that they take advantage of the small mistakes that a yeah. defense makes. I, I think of, the, of a word like opportunistic, which is kind of how Will plays and yeah. kind of how I play as well. Um, you know, I don't I don't think either of us dominates the game with our ball carrying or our dodging ability, but you know that's not to say that we can't dodge. Um, it, it's it's kind of just. Um, you know, feeling out what the defense gives you, like I said, and, and taking advantage of that. And I think both of us coaching allows us to, to maybe be one step ahead of, of how defenses want to scheme for us. So he was excited, man. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. He, he, like I said, he works really hard yeah. f- for that. Um, you know, it's, it's not an accident. You know, you don't just trip and stumble onto three goals in a game like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. He's having a, you know, an MVP caliber season for New York. He's putting up four goals a game, and you know, for him to have a game winner Thursday Especially night. Especially on a team where you could argue right. he's, he's the third or fourth behind right. Alan Rabel. So, right. Yeah, it's impressive. Very, very much so. Um, what What happens after the All Star game uh, when you're with Team USA? You know, you probably go back to the locker room. Does Coach Janowski yeah. give a, a post game speech, or is it kind of like we'll we'll talk later? No, it was, it was good that uh, he brought us in. Um, you know. Coach Danowski is very candid. Um, he's he, I've really enjoyed the process with with the coaching staff. 
Um, you know, they're, they're great coaches. They, they love lacrosse. Um, they're knowledgeable, but they're also, they're funny. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're humble and funny people. After the game, he, you know, he just kind of reiterated what I just talked about, you know, that, that closing five or six minutes. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to be in situations like that in the next couple weeks over in Israel. Um, now, whether it's, it's only with Canada, whether it's against the Iroquois in our opening game, you know, we're going to be maybe up to or, or down to with five or six minutes left on the clock. And, you know, he, he his message to us was that he wanted to see us collectively just be tighter and more focused uh, and be on the same page and execute those those little things that, you know, everybody always speaks about. So, um, it, you know, he, he didn't sugarcoat it. He, you know, he was – I don't – he wasn't thrilled about sure. not winning that game, sure. I think, especially – with the lead that we had. Um, and I think it was, again, a reminder to, to all of us that, you know, we're not God's gift to earth. Just because this team has been assembled and you've been given all this USA gear, it doesn't mean anything if you guys don't come together as a unit and play together as a unit. Um, which I, I thought we did take a positive step with that, with our, our week of training camp. But, we're, you know, we're, we're still going to have to work some things out over in the Middle East, sure. and uh, it's, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a great challenge. Uh, so, so that game ends, you know, you go back to the hotel, and then the next morning you're back to MLL life, yes. right? So you're yeah. going to New York, right? and then uh, spending some time in New York and mm-hmm. then playing with Ohio against, against the Lizards. Yeah. Um, is that a tough transition, going from USA to MLL? I mean, they're very similar. Yeah. Similar guys even, right? But. Well, it was nice because we played MLL rules Thursday night in that game, and then we played them again Saturday. So um, the international rules are definitely different. The field's bigger, no shot clock, no two-point arc. Um, so it becomes a little bit more of, of the college style where you've got to be a little bit more deliberate in your, your six-on-six schemes and um, you know maybe a little bit smarter with the, the ball in transition at times. But, yeah, I think, again, that little, like, 48-hour segment there is just a microcosm of my summer. <laughs> and it, it's been a microcosm of my summer, honestly, since I graduated. Like, it's – I fully embrace the, the nomadic lifestyle yeah. and yeah. sleeping in, you know, four different places in a week, right. um, not seeing my bed for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's it's – I think – Again, I'm doing what I love, and I'm I'm very grateful for it. So at times, it, yes, it can be tiring, but I think it, it's it's cool to go to new places and, and interact with with people and kind of spread my my love of the game of lacrosse. Sure. Uh, so after uh, you know you're back here for a little bit, then you'll head to uh, Israel on Sunday, um, on July 12th, uh, taking on the Iroquois Nationals first, very first game. Mm-hmm. What uh, you know? What when the schedule came out? What were what were some of your thoughts around that game? Yeah, I mean, super exciting. Uh, I think back, you know, to to some battles with the Iroquois. I think back to the 2015 indoor World Games where we played them yeah. in the opening game up in Syracuse. Uh, you know, six thousand people in an indoor arena, and it was tough. It was it's a physical game. Um, you know, they they play a really fun you know, fast style of lacrosse. They love to pass the ball. They pass it really well. Um, 
you know, their, their offense is going to be talented, you know, with the Thompson brothers and, and Tahoka um, and Randy Stats. And so it's, it's yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. Um, you know, I, I, I'm excited for that. And I think, you know, again, I just, just my experience in 2014 with the World Games, it's just, it's so cool. You know, you, you see all these different countries and uh, the, the passion that they have for the game of lacrosse is, is really unique. Sure. Uh, and the fact that we're going to be doing it halfway across the world, I think, just adds <laughs> to the the uh, the exciting element of it. So I'm fired up. Uh, two days later, you face Australia. Um, one of the defenders, uh, Callum was, Robinson. That's right. He yeah. was out here uh, yes. for some prospect day stuff. Um, what do you know about them? What, uh, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I know that their their crowd is going to be loud okay. and fun. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're usually tailgating in the parking sure. lot. The Aussies like to be loud and yeah. and cheer their team on. And um, Callum's a great defender. You know, lacrosse is 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 pretty big in Australia. Yeah. Uh, it's they have a couple really really good summer leagues over there. And um, anyone else on that team that plays in the MLO? I I know that Brendan Mundorf okay. played for them. Uh, maybe two or three world games ago um i'm not sure he's gonna be playing because i think he's he's retired but um no i'm not sure but they're they're a solid group you know and that's why they're in that blue group exactly uh next day is canada yes obviously the the big showdown Mm -hmm. uh still part of the group play so not necessarily uh end all be all yeah Yeah. going home with them the next day it's scotland who you're familiar with yes scrimmage them out yes so uh It'll be fun to, to see those guys. They were they were awesome. I thought. Yeah. They scrimmaged them last fall. Passionate, so passionate. They're they're and they're excited to be in that that A division. Uh, then it goes uh, after Scotland on the 16th. July 17th is England. So four games in four days. Yes. <laughs> um, and then after that, it'll be quarterfinals on the 18th, semifinals on the 19th. Yep. Then you finally get a break for a day. Yep. And then the championship on the 21st. Obviously, uh, hoping hoping that we get there. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, talk about just kind of as a whole. You look at this event. What what are things that that you're excited to go and see maybe off the field? Yeah, we're um, our team is we're gonna do a day trip to Jerusalem, which cool. is really excited, yeah. exciting. Um, you know, it was cool. We during our training camp last week, we paged in. Um, a security worker for for the United States government who kind of briefed us on you know the proper way to go about our business over there Um, this this is a huge event for Israel Mm -hmm. on the whole Um, and I think it's it's there's a lot of buzz going around about it and it's gonna be very exciting and um, I think just experiencing the culture a little bit Mm -hmm. and um, you know I don't I think they'll it would be foolish just to lock yourself up in your hotel room sure. while you're over there, sure. you know, not to say that we're not going to be focused on our next opponent, but you got to be able to take a deep breath and we're, we're going to be close to the Dead Sea, um, which is, is, is really exciting. And um, I know I've said exciting probably like 85 <laughs> times, but, you know, it's it's yeah, it's it's been a it's been a long like it's I've told people this, too, you know, when the team was announced, I guess in, in January, um, that moment was was you know I'm, I was very proud, and I still am very proud to, to be on the roster. And but you know at that time my allegiance is kind of with Utah, and you know I, I'm you know emotional in the way that I lead, and, and I'm passionate about 
the teams that I'm on and I hope that my teammates would say that I'm a, I'm a loyal teammate and that I care about them a lot so for me to like be spread out between Utah Ohio and, and USA at times was a little bit of a struggle for me yeah. so it's been cool to, to you know diving in with Utah in the season that we had and then obviously giving my my best to Ohio and and I still will continue to do that throughout the summer, but now my emotions have kind of flipped to just being the best yeah. teammate um, of USA that I can be. So, um, yeah, it's great. You know, I it's crazy. I, I wouldn't have thought this as a younger player. Yeah. Um, so you just mentioned three different things, Utah, Ohio, and USA. Crazy. <laughs> three three uh, very different yeah. things. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but in regards to, to the USA, to, to, to be able to wear, you know, my country's colors for, for two world games is exciting. And um, I don't want to say revenge is, like, sure. on my mind. It's not. But, you know, there's there's a blank space in the trophy case right so, now. So uh, I was listening to the ML podcast with Terry Foy and Kyle Devitt. Yeah. As I say it. Um, and they were talking about the Team USA ML All-Star game. And, and they said that – all the USA players would much rather have a gold medal than an MLA championship. Do you, yeah. Do you feel that's true? Do you feel that's that's the case? Uh, I mean, ideally it's for, both. For you, right? Yeah. Because you've already won right. the MLA championship. Right. So the, the next step is the right. gold medal. Correct. Correct. For me, it's, it's yeah, it's it's the one that's eluded me, and it's it's at the forefront of my mind right now, yeah. no doubt. Uh, who, who are some of the leaders on, on Team USA? You know, I was, I was talking to you before the podcast, kind mm-hmm. of talking like it's not – really visible like who exactly is is on the on field leadership or, or who the leaders are in the locker room but right. who are some of the guys that have really stepped stepped up and, and become vocal yeah i think well you know paul rabel ned crowdy sure. are those guys will be the three-time yeah. world team player so they played in 2010 uh when we won mm-hmm. they were on the 2014 team and then now in 2018 again so you know those guys are, are the most experienced of the group yeah um I think you look at a guy like John Galloway who's a veteran goalie that hasn't been on a USA roster but right. is an emotional goalie great voice great yeah. leader head coach at Jacksonville yeah. you know has has just great leadership experience um and then you kind of have a mishmash of, of guys that were on the 2014 team I think guys like myself Tucker yeah. Durkin uh, Jesse Bernhardt, Rob Pinnell. Um, I don't know who exactly I'm, I'm missing out of that group, but um, a, a blend of, of guys with experience at the at the you know the World Game stage. And then, but again, I think it's like you said, it's it's just going to be kind of interesting how it plays out because you can't have a team full of leaders. Sure. You know, you, you can have a couple leaders for sure, but guys have to listen and guys have to follow. Um, and that's always a fun dichotomy to see how that kind of plays out over the course of, you know, the next two weeks. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that the expectation is, is a gold medal, but outside of that, what are, what are some of the expectations the team has? Well, I think, you know, expectations of winning it all, like, I think – we're, I think we're confident. I think we, we we do have the pieces to 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 win the whole thing. But as far as like pressure, I don't feel any pressure. We're the underdogs. Yeah. You know, Canada's sure. won two out of the last three. Like sure. they they are the favorites going in. Yeah. Um, 
And especially with all the controversy yeah, and, and right, and, stuff. Yeah, and, and I think all that, you know, I, I think I just, I don't, I don't feel as much pressure, I don't, I think, as, as our team did maybe in 2014. Sure. Um, and, and that's just for a multitude of different reasons, but, um, you know, it's, it's, like I said, you you know, they they have a great roster. The Iroquois Nationals have yeah. a great roster. Um, you know, we've we've got to make sure that we're playing together. We're playing team lacrosse. We're playing smart, and um, and to make sure that we're improving throughout the course of the tournament and doing things the right way against maybe teams like Scotland and England and Australia. Sure. I think Coach Nowski was pretty adamant about that. Um, about doing things the right way, no matter who we're playing, yeah. um, so that we are improving and, and playing our best lacrosse at the end of the tournament. Uh, anything else you want to mention about Team USA or, or the MLL? No. Okay. What well, uh, after after July twenty first, you're flying home or somewhere? <laughs> yeah. What are, what are the rest of the summer plans? What do those look like? So, our family's actually going to Italy. Oh, that's right. After that's the right. after the tournament. Yeah. So. Um, we're hoping that's a, that's a very joyful trip yeah, after sure. after a big win, sure. but that's going to be really exciting. Um, my great grandmother was born in Sicily, so we do have some Italian roots. It's always been a bucket list thing for for my dad, I know, and for us to be able to do that is is super exciting. Um, I'll come back after that, and then you know we've got a prospect day out here and at Utah at the end of July, finish up the MLL season, and then. Going back to Europe at the end of August, which is is really really going to be a good time. Um, we're going to do lacrosse clinics in Stockholm, Sweden, cool. in Zurich, Switzerland, and then we're going to finish up the trip in Southern Europe and in, in, over in Greece, which is 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 thrilling. Um, that's going to be with the core group of, of the Give and Go Foundation, which um, has launched recently. Um, by Adam Gittleman, he's kind of you know running the show there at the top. Uh, Scott Ratliff, who's teammates with Adam on Atlanta, best, best friend, friend of the program, yeah, best friend of the program, friend of the program, <laughs> Scott Ratliff, and and Will Manny as well. So we're coordinating with with groups over there right now. Um, again, an opportunity for us to to um, showcase the game that we love to to maybe influence a young player uh yeah. in one of those countries and coach, you know just to, to make was, yeah coach goodman was showing me just the other day at the, the people he still keeps in contact with down in i think was it argentina argentina yep and, and the guys from barcelona yeah the guys in spain <laughs> oh man um are, are you know friends in the netherlands and again that's that's going to be exciting for me going to the world games is seeing some of these sure. guys on those teams that right. you know we've we've met or, or passed um cross paths with 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 kind of all we've done with give and go so a chance for us to maybe donate some equipment um teach coach and, and enjoy just the brotherhood that lacrosse brings i think you and i both know the the relationships formed through this sport are you know life lasting and, and they're they're crucial <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, um, Coach Gittleman has has said that he's going to donate the rest of his MLS yep. salary to the Give and Go Foundation. Yeah. Will Manny, obviously on national television, yep. said that he's going to donate his MVP check. Yeah. To uh, to that Give and Go Foundation. Yeah. As well, so. And I'm I'm also looking forward to, to raising some money this week for the foundation. I'm going to be auctioning off my my USA helmet that I wore last week and my jersey as well. You know, I've got enough jerseys in my closet to last me a <laughs> lifetime. So um, we're hoping, you know, again, some, some proceeds can, can be raised for that. Because at the, at the end of the day, it is, you know, again, there's obviously places and people in our country that need support and need funds and things like that. But I think it's, it's a chance for us to, to travel the world, sure. which is exciting. Yeah, and... and um, and showcase our love of lacrosse to, to other countries that are still budding and still growing. You know, I look at, I watch the World Cup right now and I see soccer on an international stage is just, is, it's incredible. And to think about lacrosse being like that someday is, is exactly. you know, that's, yeah, that's something that means a lot to me. So, so the Give, uh, Give and Go Foundation you can find on Twitter, Give Go Fund. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can follow all, all the happenings there. Um, Anything else you want to mention uh, about your summer, the rest of the summer? <sighs> no, that's about it. And September you know, comes around. And yeah, it's, right. It's right back into Utah. Yeah, Utah I'll, fall ball. we'll snap our fingers and, you know, it'll be fall ball. It'll be tryouts for the Utes. Yep. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about that later as, as we get closer to Absolutely. it. But I'm, I'm fired up for that, those couple days there. Absolutely. Uh, let's get into some of the rapid-fire questions. You mentioned sure. briefly uh, your USA helmet. You saw that and we're like, wow, that's awesome. But then the MLL helmets came out. And you saw those. Those are which fresh. One, which one would you rather have? Uh, I think, you know, the, the USA one, I think, carries a little bit more weight. But sure. those gold ones were, were pretty fresh. And I think the MLL is auctioning those off to, to raise money as well. They're also doing the jerseys as well yeah. on eBay. I saw those. Yeah. Will's is up to like 100 bucks. <laughs> I told myself it was if it stayed under seventy five, which was foolish. Then yeah, I'd buy it, but yeah. It didn't. <laughs> um, if you had to get a jersey from another country while you're at the World Games, wow! What what uh, which one would you go for? You can only nice. do one. I ha- so I've got a Portugal okay. jersey hanging up in my closet. I've got a T-shirt from Belgium, Belgium lacrosse. Um, got a Barcelona shirt. That's Wow, another country, huh? China gonna be there? I think they were at they were in the 2014 cool. games. China. Or an Israel one. Yeah, yeah. So it would be cool to to get a jersey from from the home country. So uh, you you mentioned the World Cup uh, impression so far. Obviously the growth, but what's uh who's who's your team? Have you have you watched? Of any, I, I watched the, the Belgium <laughs> yeah, game yesterday. yesterday. Was yeah. awesome. Incredible. I was flying back home, and I, I caught the second half yeah. of that. Wow. Which was the best half. Yeah, right. 0-0 zero, zero in the first half, yeah. then 3-2 in the second. Um, I like them. They're, they seem really fast. Uh, you know, I, I think Brazil's really good. Neymar is yeah. fantastic. Um, Croatia, I think, yeah. advanced on, on PKs. Croatia holds a special spot in my heart. I've been to that country. Beautiful. Cool. Uh, let's go with Croatia. Okay. I want them to win, yeah. Right. They also have those – Checkered, the, oh, the checkered jerseys. Great. Yeah, you can't get past those. Absolutely. Um, it was interesting. I saw a tweet this morning. Um, it was the picture of the Japan locker room. Yes. And it was spotless. And then it had a, a, 
thank you note, Ugh. which was, I thought, pretty cool. Just class, <laughs> yeah. pure class <laughs> all around. Uh, and then finally, uh, books or podcasts that you want to give a shout out to? Uh, still kind of been tracking along with, with Paul Rabel's sure. suiting up. Yep. Um, nothing, you know, other than that, I just finished a book called Endure. It's okay. about kind of testing the, the limits of the human body. They talk about ultra marathon runners. They talked about like Ernest Shackleton's yeah. adventure around the North Pole and just how much our body can really take before, you know, it, it shuts down. They talk about, you know, about hydration, about um, food, about nutrition. Um, is it, you know, mind over matter? Is sure. that a thing? Sure. And I think what they, and they kind of tied it in around um, Nike's event where they wanted to see if you, they could run a marathon under two hours, yeah. breaking two. I don't know if you remember that a, a year ago or no. something, um, where they like doctored a course and, and they, they yeah. trained these guys and they wanted to see if somebody could run a marathon under two hours, which is mind-blowing. And it, it was cool, you know. It was a little different than, than what I'm used to reading. Um, I'm also reading a small book. It's called Created for Greatness by a guy named Alexander Havard. Okay. Uh, he's like a, I don't know what country he's from, a philosopher. Okay. Pretty cool, Talk, yeah. talking about humility and, and just, you know, the, the proper principles we need to, to live our lives and, and to be the best leaders that we can be. So that's a small, small read right now. But I'm actually in the market for a, another book. <laughs> um, so maybe we'll chat a little bit more and sure. pass one on I'm, to me. I'm reading a, a book called Fear and Loathing in La Liga, huh. which is about uh, the Spain, it's the Barcelona Real Madrid robbery. Oh, cool. So it's, uh, I'm only about 100 pages in, and it's, it's talking about the, the civil war between yeah. uh, kind of the communists and, the, and whatnot in, in Spain in those early years. So looking forward to that. Cool. But um, that's it for me. Where can, uh, where can people find you on social media? Marcus Holman One, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm trying to think of, of, of some ideas, you know, moving into the World Games about, you know, doing some social media projects. Um, obviously, you know, it's I find myself, again, going back and forth but about that. You know, you don't want it to be a distraction sure. to yourself or your teammates. But it's also cool, I think, to, to inform people. And, and, yeah. and uh, it's funny, like Instagram to me is almost, it's almost like a journal. Sure. You know, you, I look back on pictures that I was putting up when I was in college and, and stuff like that. And it's a cool kind of timeline of, of your life. So, um, I think it would be cool if you interviewed a, a player from another country every day, every day, just one a day, okay. five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Maybe not that long, maybe a minute. Wow. Just uh, ask them how they got involved in the game. Yeah. That's what I would like to see. But something along those lines. Great idea. Be. That's a great <laughs> idea. Uh, I think, uh, I think anything uh, you know behind the scenes obviously is is fun for fans, mm -hmm. um, but then just documenting, like you said, keeping that that visual journal of yeah of what happened. And I, I I'm I'm actually pretty diligent about when I do travel, doing the daily log. Yeah. Um, you know whether it's like the food you eat or the places you go. Sure. Um, your feelings. I think that's important, um, or else again it just goes by and. Sure. You're like, what just happened? <laughs> right. So. Um, you can uh, follow the Utes, though. Uh, kind of quiet in the summer, to be yeah. honest with you. Yep. But uh, we'll be starting up here again in, in the fall. Uh, that's Utah Lacrosse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
Let us know if you have any questions. Don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. That's how uh, these get promoted to the top. Um, and we appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch you next time.